talking about the things that make your home service business go. Marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast. It's been pushed and we're live. It's Tuesday, people. Hey, hey everyone. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Happy post huge Tuesday. I feel like everyone's got the uh, the post huge kind of just like information overload, I'm sure. So happy to be back with you guys on Tuesday. And I'm sure you guys had a ton of fun in Nashville. <laughs> we did. We did. We did. I I want to. I want to say it was probably one of the best that I've been to. So oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, fun! It looked like a huge group. No pun intended. <laughs> <It looked like laughs> a huge turnout for the huge. I feel like that pun happens pretty easily with that group. Yeah, but no kidding. <laughs> it was fun watching everyone on social media. It was. I wish I could have been there in person. I miss being there with you guys, but. Uh, welcome back to Fight Club. Uh, we're excited to be with you back here this Tuesday morning. And we're the show for home service business owners looking to improve their marketing, finances, systems, and culture. And we're a team of self-employed industry experts. And we get to be joined this week by a marketing expert, and that's Ray Malaski. Thank you so much for joining us, Ray. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Well, can you just give our listeners kind of a brief introduction of yourself so they can get to know you a little bit better? Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, we were talking behind the scenes about this a little bit, but Martha and I started, um, back and we're talking like in the baby days of Facebook mm-hmm. where, uh, the ARCSI had, uh, a LinkedIn group, which I don't even know if you knew that's a thing or not, but it's a thing. Um, there's like little to no activity in it now, but they moved to Facebook and that's where I met Martha at. And that was probably about 13 years ago, I'm going to say. Um, I owned a maid service. I was trying to figure it all out, you know, and this was a little networking pool that we had. Uh, I ran my maid service for about seven, eight years or so. Um, while I ran my maid service, I had a full-time job. I was traveling all over the U.S. doing software consulting for automotive dealerships. Is it, did I lose? Is it me? No, I think it's Ray. Ray froze okay. up. <laughs> my wins today. We're getting wins from that uh, storm already over on the West Coast. Okay, gotcha. We're Here back. We Ray. Um, We're back. <laughs> I thought it was me, so, so I didn't say anything. <laughs> what I found with my maid service is my strength was the marketing. It, you know, we built, the, I built the website. I had it graphically designed. I found developers to code it. Uh, hired SEOs, kind of reverse engineered what they were doing, took it over myself. Um, I ran Google Ads when Google Ads was like a little baby. There was almost no competition when I first started. And I got really good at it, right? And and in the cleaning service industry, especially at that time, there was literally nobody who was good at any of this. So um, just naturally, people asked me to help them. And you know, I started helping them and building that business. Once I was able to replace my salary at my full-time job, I sold the maid service, quit my job and started doing get cleaning clicks. And that was about seven and a half years ago. 
So this has been my full-time gig for that long. Um, we're a seven-figure agency. We have, you know, over 60 clients. We uh, probably over 17 team members now. Um, yeah, and we're growing. That's awesome. I'm so, I know I'm excited to talk all things marketing. I don't, we don't normally have too many marketing people on, even though that's like my stick. I don't normally get everyone on that I want to have on. So I'm super excited to talk to you about it. And thank you for giving our listeners a background of yourself, Ray. I appreciate that. Um, Absolutely. My name is Taylor Maroney for new and returning listeners. I co-own a power washing company and paper selling company in South Florida with my husband. And as I said before, my background comes from marketing. So I love helping business owners kind of understand the numbers behind it because it can be this like big, scary monster that people don't really understand and can't really understand reading the data. And that's really where I, I love working with marketing. And so more or less kind of translating what you guys are doing, Ray, for business owners to really be able to digest and understand easily. Um, so that's kind of my stick and I'm excited to be back here on this Tuesday morning with all of you awesome beeps. Awesome. So <clears throat> we had one client who was a crusher washing client. They were actually in Florida. They really? Started, they started as a maid service and they were like, you know what? I really want to give this a try. Can you do it? So I will work with people outside of my niche if I already have that relationship established with them. And I, awesome. you know. And, and we could do that. And we crushed it with Facebook ads for them. Like Facebook ads for paper washing, pressure washing. That's, that's where it's at. It is. They Other love than it. SEO, obviously. They do love to hang out in the Facebook world down here, but I will have to maybe save that for my, uh, my segment with you. I'll let everyone else introduce themselves. We might have to chat about that. Yeah. <laughs> Hey there, Ray. I'm Michelle Myers, co-owner of Pink Collars, and we put remote CSRs and office managers in your business. I also am lucky to be married to Doug Myers, and we own a Wise Coatings location in Northern Virginia, so we do floor coating, so we're also in the space of home services. I am thrilled to talk to you. I love your website. Seems like you kind of geek out on systems, and I can't wait to talk to you about it. Thank you for joining us today. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, like Ray, I went into another business based on where my strengths lie, but they sure didn't lie there initially. Um, I am in the culture improvement, employee happiness world. And uh, I co-founded a software called Quality Driven Software and through courses, et cetera, help people build happier workplaces. So welcome to Fight Club, Ray. And like you said, we go way back and it's been kind of fun to follow each other through the transition. Uh, neither one of us are owning a maid service right now. And um, that's okay with me. How about you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the, the day that I didn't have to worry about phone calls from the maid service anymore. Whew, my life yeah. changed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and you go where your expertise lies. Right. So, uh that's what Tay is going to talk to you about. And Tay, you guys geek out on marketing and we'll see <laughs> what Michelle and I have time no. left for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what do you, what you might have time left for at the end of all of this. But 
No, Ray, I absolutely am stoked to talk to you because one of the things that caught my eye on y'all's website is the um, kind of uh, wheel diagram that you have of -hmm. the different areas of marketing that are kind of ranked from one through, I think it was eight or nine um, areas that you you really should be working in when dealing with a marketing company. Now, whether or not you guys personally handle all of those, that's one thing. Some of those are on the business owner to take care of. But I feel so many people have this like misconception of I'm going to turn on Google ads and I'm going to make a fortune. Like it's just going to be like, I'm going to turn on the ads. They're going to start going. I'm going to pay money to it and I'm going to become a seven figure business owner. And I just that is such a major misconception when it comes to marketing because there's not just one spoke on that wheel. Right. There's like so many different areas that contribute to really supporting not only that Google ads campaign, but supporting the marketing for the business. So I love that you kind of sit in that and kind of really put that out there for your business, for like your you know customers from the jump. So how do you kind of look at that wheel? What really are like the top components and then what are those supporting kind of spokes that help that wheel keep turning? You know, it's uh, back in the day and Martha remembers this with the launch 27 crew, you had a ton of startups and I mean a ton of startups. We're talking hundreds of people that would read uh, Rohan's Reddit and then came in, signed up for launch 27, have no idea how to run a business. And everybody's like, we need leads. We need leads. They'd come to me and I'd be like, yeah, you know, this is our program. They're like, great, let's do it. Uh, what we found is they weren't ready. Right. So, yeah, yeah that's what I didn't think about that side of it either. <laughs> they have a full time job right? This is a side hustle for them in that situation. Uh, They're not ready to answer the phone. They just magically think somebody's going to go online and book their services. And it's just simple. You have to have your systems in place before you can even think about stepping up to marketing or you've got to slowly step up your marketing, right? You've got to hit those tiers. And it really depends where you're at and your systems in your business, Michelle. Um, (laughs) That determines... So systems and revenue determines what your path is. Um, If you are on all cylinders with hiring, you can afford that growth, right? I can throw everything at it and you can grow. And that trajectory does go pretty fast, usually. Uh, If you don't, maybe you've got your hiring down, but you don't have your sales down. What's the point, right? We're just going to churn through money through this learning process. And sometimes that's what it becomes. It becomes a learning process for the businesses because they're like, wow, now I have an influx of leads. How do I handle them? Oh, my God. It does. I got to hire four more cleaners. You know, it's like it's always evolving. Um, And sometimes it's like the owner operator, too, right? Where it's like they're like, I want to get my phone ringing more and I'm ready. I think I'm ready to be able to handle this influx, but the phone starts ringing. They're in the middle of the job. They think I can't leave to answer this call because I have to handle the job that I'm on currently. So now we're also losing those potential leads and those clients coming in because again, the systems aren't in place to be able to handle that influx of growth for that business. Right. They don't know what they don't know. So part of bringing a client on, is before we even do that, we kind of, hey, where are you at with your business, right? And then try to understand what's going on and then understand what tools that we can offer them to help them grow together. 
and a lot of times they don't even need me. Like they're, they call and they're think they're ready for me, but they're just not ready for me. They, you know, they're, they're the only ones answering their, the, the phone. Um, you know, they have a thousand dollar a month budget. Um, and they, they don't even have a Google, my business profile or a local service ads run, campaign running. And, you know, for the solos, that's my recommendation is get your GMB established. I don't care if it's a home address or an office or whatever it is, get one, get some reviews and then sign up for local service ads. Absolutely. That's like the baseline, I feel like. And now that local service ads are able to be controlled by you as the business owner, too, that gives them opportunity to learn about budget and to learn mm -hmm. about campaigns and how to be able to start ranking for kind of different words in different areas. And I think it allows that that opportunity of exploration into marketing without having to put a massive budget towards it and be afraid of the outcome. I think that's a beautiful thing that local service ads have brought us is business owners can get to understand it on their own a little bit and then be able to come to a marketing company and say, okay, we've been running these for a while. This is what our outcome has been. We've tracked it. We're ready. And we think we're at the point that we want to grow. And I think that's great that you guys are doing that with your clients, kind of establishing where they're at currently versus where they want to be. Because I think that's a huge gap in the marketing world, mm -hmm. right? There's so many people that'll say, oh yeah, we'll just take you on for Google ads. We'll just throw yeah. a $500 budget at it and we'll, you know, charge you a management fee of like 300 and we'll go from there. And it's like, but is that really what they need? Like, do they yeah. really need that at yeah. that moment? And that to me is where I think we've evolved and we've come a lot further from earlier marketing days of doing that, but allowing the business owner to understand that ins and outs, right? And understand the, what that means and what the budget looks like it makes a massive difference. So it's when a you're huge difference, yeah, I would I would totally agree with that. And when you're like working with these business owners, right? So like say we have someone that comes to you and they've been running um they've been running local service ads, they have that GMB established, they have someone on the phones. They might be still doing the work, but at least they have someone handling the phones for them. What's kind of that next step for them? Like if they've started that area of marketing, They've dipped their toes in, they've gotten reviews, they have a Facebook page, you know, the kind of the baseline as yeah. we're referring to. Where do you kind of start to guide them? Do we do we start to go more into a heavier ads campaign? Do we start to build organic SEO for them? What does that kind of next step look like for that size business owner? What I found what works is taking them into SEO. And I'll tell you why, because yeah, now they've got that kind of component figured out. They're at, you know, 15, 20, sometimes even 30K a month that they got through local service ads. Um, so they do have that sales component now and they've ironed it out. They understand what a marketing budget is, but what they don't have is scaling that team yet. So now there's still an issue inside the business. And, and this is one of the things and why I love what I do, because I, I, owned a maid service, right? So I know those inside problems that they have, point them in the right direction on where to solve them, and then, you know, fill the gaps with the marketing. Um, it's almost like consulting and marketing at the same time, right? That's kind of... Absolutely. Which I think is how it should be, to be honest, if you want yeah, to. Yeah, no, it really should if you care, right? Because, I mean, I get so many people, they're like, 
oh, you know, we're at 10 grand a month of paying this marketing company 1500 to to do Google ads and SEO and build a website. And I'm like, you don't need it, man. Like <laughs> local service ads should get you to 20 even more. Um, you shouldn't be spending your money on paying a marketing company unless this is like totally the tech thing is just not your jam, right? Right, exactly. Like if it's like scary, like big green monster, like I don't want any part of it. Like absolutely, I'm not going to tell you to like do your own <laughs> local service ads and like figure it out on your own. Right. To add more anxiety and stress to a business owner who's already stressed to the max. Yeah, yeah. No. At that point, you know, go to Upwork, find somebody, hire them, exactly. Have them help you set up. It is a marketing company. That's such a good point. Like you can find someone who's talented in that area and bring them on as a team member, which is yeah, yeah. the best way to do it. Cause then you can still work hand in hand with them, which is fantastic. And I agree. Exactly. I think I can speak from experience with our business on SEO. That's what we did. We got into an SEO campaign. It was a smaller campaign to start, but we built upon that and kind of added more finances to it when we could to grow that campaign more and more. And it worked out fantastic this summer. We've been running SEO now for probably, I want to say eight-ish years, seven, eight years. Mm -hmm. And in com combination with Google ads during different times of the year, during different peak seasons and stuff. But summer is, we're kind of opposite in Florida, right? Summer's the downtime for us when everyone right. has like, winter being their busy season or their downtime. Summer's ours because everyone's away. They're on summer vacations. No one's really hanging out, worried about cleaning their homes. So for us, we noticed this summer we had to pull back on certain campaigns and ads campaigns were one of those. And we stayed supported in our business through our SEO campaigns that we have been running for seven years. They yeah. kept the business afloat because it organically put us in a position to be in front of our customers, in front of the clientele that we want to be in front of over this seven year time frame. Like, so it's not the... It's not the sun, like the kind of like flashy Google ads and like local service where it's like you click and you get the instant right. gratification. But looking back on it now, I agree with you. Like if we wouldn't have made that decision seven years ago, I think we would have been, we would be in a completely different position right now as a business. Yeah, I mean, no, I agree. And then the, the, you know, it takes a while to start getting traction, but when that traction comes, those leads are just always coming. Exactly. Uh, so you can throttle down your paid ads too, or so, in some cases eliminate them. I have a few clients that get 500 calls a month that don't even run paid ads, just organic. And it's one of those things where I think being guided and being consulted like you are doing with your, your clients is really the direction that we need to be moving in and continue to move in because it does allow for that payoff down the road, right? And it allows yeah. for you know, looking at this at a, as a long term, this is kind of, you know, we're, we're focusing on a five year, 10 year type plan with this, not a instant Amazon two day shipping. Like that's the only way <laughs> I refer to it is you do like, and it's what a lot of people throw money at Google ads and they're like, well, I haven't gotten a call yet. And I remember like working at the marketing agencies I worked for and I would get clients calling so angry because they're like, well, I turned my ads on yesterday. Like, why isn't this person calling? And it's like, well, it's you turned them on at like five o'clock yesterday and you've given it less than 24 hours to even get any mojo going to like right. start to build into itself. So let's take a breather. <laughs> like I felt like a therapist and it's 
a lot of times it's just because it's we just live in this instant gratification world mm -hmm. and when we don't get that from something we think we're going to get it from it causes this frustration and this anger inside of business <laughs> owners that i think can just be very simply resolved with just communication and really talking about the plan like you guys are doing because even after that looking at that spoke uh, in those wheels and each one of those spokes you know you guys get into like email marketing and you get into referrals and you get into follow-ups and we get into all these other areas of marketing that then complement that campaign and it's yeah. things that get forgotten but also are things that can be done within the office that you can do within a couple hours during the day or during the week even like just spend a few hours during the week doing it and that allows for you to have a more solid campaign it looks like jay said long plays i had to have bobby explain it to me because i felt that very much instant gratification desire until i understood that and i think it is i mean how do you feel about it ray i'll kind of let you kind of wrap it up for me before i keep talking the rest of the show. yeah you know um <laughs> I feel bad for people that are in a desperate situation. Um, and that's why I try to guide them instead of do it for them. Because ultimately when they're like, Hey, I need this to work or I can't feed my family. Something's broken in the system. If you're coming to me at that stage, right? Um, your referral should be growing you enough to where you can feed your family. Absolutely. And if they're not, you're not ready for marketing anyway. You know, so, uh, and, and then again, I circle them back. All right, let's get your GMB established. Let's get local service ads. I know everything, the landscape is changing, right? People are listening right now and saying, well, I tried local service ads and it doesn't work. It's a game too. Uh, you have to play that game. So local service ads, when it first started was great. It was easy, literally set it up and it goes. The competition is there now, fellas. Like, it's there. Everybody in your market is starting with local service ads. And how does Google filter that out, right? They know what businesses are most popular, and that's through CTR, which is click-through rate. So when someone searches pressure washing in Miami, Florida, your ad shows, maybe not in the top three. Maybe it's down, way down there, like eight or nine because Google's algorithm in that is not showing it. You have to search that. You have to get your friends to search that and go and click on it and call that. I mean, you got to you play the game, right? Yeah. Um, so that's a little hack in there. If you are struggling with local service ads, have your friends and family search, find your profile, click it, call it. You market booked inside of local service ads. <clears throat> Google wants to know you're a real business. They want to highlight the businesses that have the most brand impressions. Brand impressions to Google means your company exists and other people know, and you're spending money on marketing, obviously, and you're delivering a great service. Otherwise, people would not be searching your brand. So, so it's a trust factor. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, dogs are have two. Yeah. So, um, you know, sometimes they jump up and they want to, look at the cameras so they do normally well the one was snoring the whole time so i don't i'm hoping that wasn't in the background <laughs> i didn't hear it <laughs> <laughs> but no and you've said it you said it absolutely perfectly right it's 
it is it is a game like it's not just a and like maybe you people just need to look at it a little more that way especially with the local service ads is challenge yourself you know look at it as like an opportunity to grow and grow within this marketing space and like we said before if it is something that scares you find someone that it is fun for them to learn that game and be a master of that craft because it can absolutely transform your business and allows you to keep control within the marketing for a little while underneath your roof. And then from there, start to really reach out to people like Ray, who are able to consult with you further and start to build that plan. Because if you don't know where you are right now, you don't know where you can grow to. Because I mean, at the end of the day, if we're not in a position that we know who we are as a business and where we currently stand, if we're afraid of feeding our children, if we're afraid of making rent, then we need to make sure that we have systems in place to really start to move that forward and be secure in those areas. And Google local service ads and working within the marketing yourself are ways that you can do that. So I appreciate you spending so much time with me. I'm going to shut up because I know we talked to some, we did talk a lot about systems within this. So Michelle has the opportunity to really be able to jump in and keep this conversation going with you, Ray. So thank you so much. All right. Awesome. It's great talking with you. Ray, I am so excited to speak with you. I have one quick question, though, before we jump in. For your business or your previous business, Martha's previous business, and even Taste business, a lot of our listeners have recurring business income, right? Where they have mm -hmm. recurring services that happen every other week or every month or every six months or every year for those who are listening that have a single service model are all the same things true. Like, should you be doing all the same things if you're maybe like a painting company where you paint yeah. once every 10 years, right? Or you're a floor coatings company, you put a floor coating in it lasts the lifetime of the building are all the same methods similar between a one-time service and a recurring service. Here's something that people overlook. What you, your ultimate end game to marketing is, let's say you're, you're in a area that has 76,000 people mm -hmm. and out of those 76,000 people, 30,000 are likely to buy your, your services or similar services. Sure. Your job as a company is to build a database of those 30,000 people. Mm -hmm. Think okay. about this. If you had everybody's email and phone number for those 30,000 people, would you even need to market? You could, right. How, how expensive would your marketing be? Because you could email them, you could text them, right? Yeah. And those are cheap ways. Yeah. So all the, yes, absolutely. It works the exact same way, but even more so. That's when marketing is more important because okay. you don't have that reoccurring revenue and yeah. you have to get new customers all day long that cost per acquisition in those kind of industries are is typically a little bit higher yeah um but the, so is the ticket the ticket's usually higher too you know so a painting job five to ten thousand dollars right sure. yeah exactly okay and for those out there listening about a database of people are there some tools out there that you can direct them to are there databases out there i know Mm -hmm. There's a couple I've used, but tell me maybe where you can direct folks to find those 30,000 customers. Yeah, um, I'm not sure on Info USA. Uh, I know they have databases for business owners. I'm not sure on consumers. Okay. Uh, possibly, very possible. It used to be called Data Axel back in the day. Yeah, no, <laughs> Data Axel's still around. So I think you can. That was the one I was going to mention. I think you can. And, and what you can do is pull up 
home value, time of home purchase, right? So you can find out if it's a new homeowner. Mm -hmm. um, you can find out um, the zip code, the location. Uh, you can even find out their median income, their education. So data Axel is the one that I was going to mention. It's incredible. Um, and it has a lot of good value. So thank you for that. Um, okay. Going to your website, because I wanted to touch on something. Um, referrals. Uh, mm -hmm. For those folks that do one-time service, referrals can be a little strange, a little awkward, a little weird. What do you see out there working for people? Um, for recurring and for one time, what are you seeing for referrals? out of sight, out of mind? Okay, so out of sight, out of mind, right? Okay, if you're not asking somebody for a referral, you're highly unlikely to get it, or your referral rate is going to be extremely low. Yeah, perhaps maybe they're sitting around outside drinking coffee and they're like, you know, I was thinking about hiring a cleaning service. Oh, we have a great one, you could use them. They happen that way, but. Are you ever proactive about this? Do you reach out to your customers and say, hey, we've been cleaning for you for a year. Mm -hmm. um, we love working with you and customers like you. If you have friends or family, here's an offer. I'll give you $25 off your cleaning for every referral, right? Or whatever it is, you know, whatever your offer is. You got to play with that offer and find out what works. Okay. But out of sight, out of mind. It, yeah. You've got to have your customers thinking about these things. And it's the same thing on a website. Like you can put all this information on there, but if you don't have clear call to actions, it doesn't yeah. matter. They're not going to call you because they don't know what to do. You have to tell them what to do. Sure. Call me. Request yeah. a quote. Call yeah. me. Request a quote. Call me. Request a quote. It's like, yeah. bam, bam, bam. You're hammering it in their head. Referrals, 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 referrals. We have one right on our business card. So like this is the front of our business card for our clients. Right on the back, we have that if they refer a friend, they get $50 off their next service. So no matter what, we always have it in front of them, like constantly with our business cards. That's like one way that we do it personally within our, I mean, we send stuff after, you know, estimates and after, I should say after jobs are completed and things of that sort as well. Sure. But these seem to work the best for us, to be honest. Yeah, something physical. That's a good. That's a good. What else do you think works, Ray? Like gift cards, restaurants. Like what do you think gets traction? And then who in your organization should you be deputizing to give those referrals? Is it like your sales guy, your technicians, your folks that are cleaning the houses? Who kind of gets that referral or is it always the business owner? So, you know, the one thing is you got to play with the offer that works in your market. Sure. Everybody's customer avatar is pretty much generally the same, but have unique circumstances around them. Let's let's take like um, the Northwest, you know, it's extremely rainy around there. So outside services are different than they are in Florida where it's, you know, more hot. Right. Mm -hmm. Um so little things like that, you got to know what works for them. Do they like to go out and eat? Um, yeah. So maybe gift cards are the way to go. Uh, play with that, right? Um, find out what works, but more importantly, start something. Okay. Right? So reviews, referrals, these are things that you can do inside of your business that can help your business grow without a marketing company. And by leaving a little card on the table when you're done, Thank you for letting us work with you. Here are ways you can help us, mm -hmm. right? Bam, leave a review, give a referral, leave a card on there, whatever it is. Hmm. 
And it's interesting because I feel like we're almost returning to those physical things, right? We did years and years where it was like email only, text only, mm-hmm. don't don't do anything physical. And I'm seeing a real resurgence of, you know, business cards and mailers and, you know, postcards. So I'm seeing a lot of that too. Are you seeing that out there as well? Yeah, marketing has shifted, right? It went away from paper to digital. It um, did. <laughs> but how, <laughs> however, uh, do what others won't do. Yeah. Do what others won't do. Um, create flyers. Have have a professional graphic designer create you a flyer and leave that flyer there at the customer's home asking these specific things. So, yeah, paper comes back definitely and has a play in every role. Like my HVAC company. So I had them out. I, actually, I worked with this other company for a long time. They were super responsive, but super expensive. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? All right. It's time to try uh try somebody else to see what it's like. Right. So I called somebody else a little bit nervous. They came out, gave me a great quote. They were very professional. So I hired them. They did the job. Um, After they left, they mailed me a thank you card, Mm. a little magnet that goes on your fridge. So you know what I said? I'm like, they, they care enough to have their systems in place to be able to mail me a thank you card and give me a magnet to put on the fridge. They want my business. Yeah. And they told me they want my business by this action. So guess where that is? It's on my fridge. Yeah. And I'll call them the next time. I love that. That's good. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to pass you along to Martha to talk about people. It was great talking to you, Ray. It was good talking to you. Thanks. (laughs) So as you were talking, it made me think of one of my favorite books, The Pumpkin Plan. Um, have you read that book, Ray? I have not. It's uh, Mike McCallowitz's book. Uh, but what I loved about it is it's kind of about point system and loyalty, building rapport. And, you know, you could apply it to employees, but it's really written about clients. And I think, you know, when you guys were talking, it really had my head spinning on. I, I think in the maid service, we did some things well as far as building our, uh, our brand and loyalty within our recurring client base. And some of the things we did was we had a monthly newsletter and it had the old, you know, notes from the owner section. It had mm-hmm. uh, behind the scenes in Diva land because we were dusting divas. And so we really kind of pulled them into our culture. And then every month had some kind of special add on thing. Um, but then we did things like um, sometimes with our employee contests we actually involved our client base and, you know, this wouldn't work for everybody, but our clients love that. I mean, you know, if they got involved with a pet picture or uh, one time we did a collect favorite recipes and then we turned that into something that we redistributed. But 
Uh, I think there's a lot to be said for what you and Michelle are talking about, kind of the old ways um, mm -hmm. and really building that trust and camaraderie kind of within your client base. And then it's much easier to get referrals. Absolutely. Um, our businesses can become transactional. And, you know, I think everybody's at fault for that, right? You just kind of, oh, you pay me for a service. I'm delivering a service. End of story, right? Um, the results are there. The results aren't there. And and the same goes for cleaning. Uh, you got a reoccurring biweekly cleaning. Eh, I just don't feel they're doing right, right? You know, or maybe, you know, it doesn't look like they did the floors or the baseboards. And if you haven't established that relationship, they're just going to move on to the next. Yeah. So yeah. it's really relationship building is what you're trying to do. And I, I love the couple of those things that you said, like getting them engaged. Right. Uh, the question is, you know, a lot of in that avatar for cleaning businesses, a lot of their customers are super busy. So um, yeah. do they have time? Right. That's why you got to remind them. Um, I I looked at Nice Job and their review campaigns uh -huh. Um, pretty much. A lot of my clients use it because it integrates with software or whatever, simply to collect reviews. And it's easy, no brainer, plug it and go, right? right? Um, but what I, the thing that surprised me is I actually went into the campaigns and looked at the campaigns. And it's a three email sequence that goes out on day one mm -hmm. and then like day three and then like day five or something like that. Most the clicks in the reviews that were given came on the third email. Yeah. <laughs> but what does that tell you? Right. right. You have to constantly be in front of these people. One email is not enough. One message isn't enough. You've got to constantly be, Hey, remember this. Hey, remember this. Hey, remember this. Oh, now I remember it. Hmm. You know? <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Another thing, my brain works, um, I'm kind of a give and take person. And I love, I kind of think in points, um, right or wrong, I do kind of think in points when I'm talking about clients or employees. And so with clients, one of the things that I was keeping track of is how many referrals do they give us? How many, you know, do they give us social reviews? How many times do they skip? How many, you know, uh, how many times they complain? Like all of that is a point system. And then when we go and do their annual uh, price increases, I absolutely take all that in effect. And mm -hmm. if, if they're way on the positive side because of the referrals and the, um, reviews and so forth, and just answering our surveys, then I'm going to let them know that. And I'm going to let them know uh, that maybe I'm not giving them a price increase because of their loyalty or something. And just trying to reaffirm that, hey, I hope we're a great vendor source for you. And you are a great customer to us, you know, and I don't think we take the time to really applaud our customers who really are right. fighting for us. 
Somebody needs to quote that. You you got to write that down. Put it on your on your QDS website too, because that that is fabulous right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Um, I'm building that. How well do you know your customer, mm -hmm. right? How well do they know you? That's yeah. the question. Yep. Yeah. And the tighter they feel. Yeah. I mean, it really is about creating at least the illusion of a tighter connection. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Especially yeah. in something that's as transactional as cleaning, right? Your cleaners yeah. come, they're in, they're out. Like people that take the time to know their customer will have a stickier retention, right? I've heard some people say their client retention rate is three years Yeah, for, for residential cleaning. So maybe three years is a lifespan of somebody who's loyal. Well, what's the lifespan of somebody who's not loyal? And then yeah. who's, whose fault is that because they're not loyal? Is it the customers or yours? Right, right. Yeah. And you talked about that database. I, now I will admit my last probably year and a half, two years, I was shifting my focus more to quality driven than the maid service. But mm -hmm. when I was on my game with the newsletter, um, I sent that to current clients. We had a hard copy that we would leave behind and then uh, leads, any leads, any past clients, because you want to draw them into your culture and um, stay top of mind. And again, when I was top of game, I had an employee newsletter too. And it really was more of a recruiting tool because uh, it closed the gap on the communication misses that maybe you had because, you know, especially like if they're going straight to their first home and yeah, maybe you're not communicating everything you need to. But when you create those newsletters and maybe the employee version, that database that you've collected through applicants, you can absolutely use yeah. that. And nurture. Yeah. yeah. Here's yeah. another one. How well do you know your cleaners? Yeah. yeah. You know, again, that's another relationship that has to be nurtured and can become very transactional. Right. Hey, I bring the jobs in. Hey, you do the jobs. All right. You know, are, yeah. are you are you asking them how their day is? Are you asking them how everything's going? Are you checking in with them? Do you have people checking in with them? You know, uh, cleaning industry has a huge churn for cleaners and it probably one is probably perceived indifference because they think they like to clean, but they don't realize what cleaning really is. Exactly. And then when they do, they're like, oh my God, I don't like <laughs> to clean anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the other one is the value they feel they're bringing to the company and the company showing them that they are valuable, right? right. Are you checking in with them? Do you know that? Hey, you have the most reviews out of all my customers. Thank you. Yeah. Take your husband out for dinner. Yeah. People want to know they matter and they need to know their work matters. And uh, Liz Trotter is pretty brilliant at this. She actually has her office staff keep a tally 
of every employee. And I would say Liz has around 50 now. Mm. And they have to touch base with the employee. I don't remember if it's once a month. Surely it's not once a week. But anyway, they all have to have a tally mark beside mm. their name, which is pretty cool. And goes to show that she has identified how crucial that is to make those connections. Yeah. yeah some people are in unique markets where hiring is not an issue. Very yeah. few are. Yeah. Uh, very few are, but it, it exists. Um, most of us or most of the the business owners out there are in markets where it's hard. Mm -hmm. You work, you spend 2000 a month on Indeed running ads to hire people, but you're not going to nurture them once you get them. You're yeah. not going to build on that relationship. You know, right. you're going to have churn and now your marketing is more expensive. And it's the same way even with marketing. You know, wow. if you're not establishing that relationship with your customer and you're you're just being very transactional and you're you're churning through customers, marketing then becomes more expensive. That's why you got to have your stuff together. Ultimately, you got to be firing on marketing. Yeah. Uh, employees retention systems like it is not easy to do what we do it is not and it's it, not for everybody it is not and uh i always say even if even if hiring is easier in your location that doesn't mean finding the best people's easy so you still have to work at finding the best people and retaining those best people so yeah anyway. absolutely yeah. Now, if Megan were here, she would be hitting you up on like the financial side of mm -hmm. marketing. I remember I remember she evolved even through this show where when we first started doing this show, she did not spend a dime on marketing. Um, it was all organic. Mm -hmm. And then as they grew more and you know, they had vehicles to pay for it, all those things. Then she started putting some money into marketing. But being the accountant, she wanted to know <laughs> that her dollar was multiplying, you know. Mm -hmm. um, are there any, I'll play a little small role of Megan. Are there any stats that you particularly look at to tell if, your, I mean, I way out of my realm here, but to tell if your campaign or your, your ad spend is converting. Um, so here, there is a problem in, in the industry, a huge problem. <clears throat> and even for, for me and my clients, there's a huge disconnect between lead versus customer or what was a good lead, right? We do phone call tracking. I show you got 300 calls this month and they're like, well, I haven't grown. Okay. Where's the problem? Is it sales or is it the leads? Um, automatically I'm thinking it's sales and automatically they're thinking it's leads, right? So we have an indifference mm. there. They believe that it's my fault. I believe that it's their fault. How, how do we solve that? You got to track yeah. your sales people. Like you have to track your sales and you have to know these numbers to be able to get down to that number. Here's what I do know, because we work with 
dozens of cleaning businesses and we've been able to kind of hone these numbers in, you should have about a 50% closing rate overall through all traffic sources. Yeah. If you don't, there's a problem with your sales or there could be a problem with the marketing, but it's highly unlikely. It's 90% has to do with sales. If you're not closing at 50% and it, and, and we're talking closed jobs, we're not talking to appointments because a lot of these other industries, they go to appointments. You should be at about 80% for appointments. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh -huh. so if you're just going in and you've got to look at their driveway or you got to look at the house and do a written estimate or whatever, like that closing percentage should be through the roof because from there, you have that opportunity to build and establish a relationship. I have two clients still that do in-home estimates that are over a million dollars and it works for them. Mm -hmm. and, and they're like, well, should we just quote over the phone? I'm like, no, don't change a thing. Keep doing what you're yeah. doing. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause it's been working. Why would you? Right. right. They also have super high closing rates because of that. Yeah. So they're even able out of that 80%, they're able to close 60 to 70%. It's funny you say that because last week we have our admin bootcamp community and we were talking in our hot seat about this. Like whose role, like, is it the admin's role to like track the leads and track the sales close? Like, is it the salesperson's job? And it is, there's that disconnect. I feel like that a lot of business owners and admins and sales teams don't talk about that the lead is what comes to the admin. Mm -hmm. and if you are going, like you said, if you're going into an estimate, then from there that transitions to the sales team, right? Mm -hmm. Like now that is off of the admin's plate, that lead has technically been closed in that percentage of, you know, around that 80% range is what we're looking for. If the admin is responsible for the full booking, then they have to track all of that. And I think some businesses just don't have that clear understanding as to, mm -hmm who has the reins during each section of that lead flow. Yeah. And, and it's called, I call that the good enough problem. Their <laughs> business is doing good enough for them not to care. Yeah. <laughs> so true. But then it's like, and it's funny because these ad, ad, you know, one of our admins was very wanting to know like who's, who had the responsibility, right? Who was in control of that data and of that number. So that way they could better track and better understand it. And it's like, until you're in a position where I feel like you're questioning the marketing team, mm -hmm. you don't, you don't start to ask those questions. And so right. I agree. I personally, and what I've seen with my experience as well, 90% of the time it falls back on the business. It's a yeah. failed system within the business. It's not necessarily the marketing that's struggling. Yeah, yeah I agree. True. I agree. Um, I had a client been with me for a very long time. He's like, I need more leads. I need more leads. I need more leads. And I'm like, man, we are doing everything we can. I mean, we are literally squeezing every ounce we can out of this market for you. Uh, you're dominating and everything. And then he, he actually just took the time to step back and look in his business instead of look at his marketing company. And he goes, all right, let's think about this. I'm going to start following up with our leads. I'm going to have my, my sales team start calling these people over and over and over and over again. Uh, I'm going to set up nurture campaigns. We're going to start doing text campaigns and email campaigns. Um, I'm going to change the pricing module on my website. 
and bam, guess what? <laughs> you went from 15 to 20% to 46% closing rate. Yeah. It's it, it's 20%. It make a huge difference. Like yeah. I, I 100% credit Megan for our follow-up process. She, I want to say, doesn't she have like a 17 step follow-up? It's something like <laughs> outrageous. Like, and it works for her business. Like her clients, it is what they need. Like you said, like the nice job, they don't answer till the third one. Sometimes Megan's clients don't answer till like the 15th or 16th touch. Like, and it's all different variations of this follow-up touch, but I kind of based ours and developed ours off of kind of her initial kind of, um, I guess, layout, I guess you can say strategy. And I had clients that I sent an estimate out to six months previously that were closing six months later because they just needed time to think about it because it was a paper ceiling job, not a pressure yeah. washing job, mm-hmm. not a larger ticket item. They weren't necessarily ready to go with it at that time. But because I had a nurturing process in place and a follow-up process for that lead, we didn't lose that job. You And here's what's crazy. The vast majority of companies do not have that. You're done. And I was I was talking to my buddy who runs a, a tattoo marketing company. And, you know, um, I was going to get a memorial tattoo. And I walked into, I don't know, five or six tattoo places. And guess what? They never got my name. They never got my number. You know, oh, it, wow. that's crazy. Like, <laughs> I Wait, walked gosh. in the door. <laughs> that's the thing like there's like it and it is it's just taking that like you said like taking that higher like level view of the business right like when your customer stepped back and looked at the the higher level of okay what's actually going on here where is where is that like break in the chain i think that's really where people will stop yelling at their marketing companies as much if they do that <laughs> yeah yeah that's probably going to be my own. I work. mean, it's kind of hard because people don't want to take blame. You know, they, they don't want it to be their fault. And sometimes they just make it their marketing company's fault. And then, you know, they're on to the next one. And then, hey, guess what? It's not working. Let's go on to the next one. And, you know, you're five years into business. You've dealt with six different marketing companies. Your stuff's been all over the place. You don't really know what was working and what hasn't working. Let me tell you, the problem isn't the marketing company. It's you, if that that's the case, you know. Or... It's, I guess it could be the marketing companies, depending on, you know, who they were, you know, you think about companies like reach local, you know, they do 50 million a year, right? 50% of their employees are salespeople. Mm. Why? Cause they're pounding the doors on these people, telling them their website sucks, <laughs> telling them that the marketing company they're dealing with their Google ads campaign sucks and they're half as much, right? They're a churn and burn company. They want to get you in, take your money, and you're off to the next, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's easy to blame the marketing company because you've got dollars associated with what you're expecting, that yeah. uh, instant gratification that we talked about at the top of the show. Um, but kudos to, I have a feeling I might know who that was. But kudos to that person who stepped back going, what's happening with these leads and why, uh, you know, why are we not feeling the effects of mm-hmm. all of these leads coming in to our bottom line? Yeah. 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 I mean, think about this. 
Um, you've been marketing for 10 years. You built your database and you're doing nothing with it. Remember, you're building your database of all those customers in your area and you've done nothing with it. Mm-hmm. People have to know, like, and trust you, right, before they purchase from you. You have their information. You've, you've literally never sent them an email. You've never sent them a text message. But you're spending a ton of money on paid ads to get new ones in. <laughs> like, you know, it's, you've got to be leveraging that database and growing that database. You reach out to somebody and they till they tell you to go away. Right. Go away. I'm tired of hearing from you. Okay. And Good I luck. honestly think that's only happened to us like five times, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Like it, people think that's such a scary thought to just like keep pushing at people, but you're not. Like in the world we live in right now, you're not, you're not being pushy. You're not being overbearing you're just doing your due diligence to make sure as a business you're staying in touch with your clients because i'm guilty of it myself i won't answer sometimes till the fifth sixth email and it's just because you have so much going on your plate yeah Mm -hmm. i've definitely been guilty on the on on the um business owner side of like i never like to be a bother so it's very hard for me to be what i feel is aggressive in the follow-up but the funny thing is like as you're saying that i've absolutely had companies that i'll be like enough but the thing is if i if i say that if i unsubscribe or i do whatever i never give it a second thought it's not like i have a vendetta against that (laughs) yeah so um you know don't hate the player, hate the game, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and, you know, we definitely have to be like, well, kudos to you, but, you know, I'm done with you. Uh, but yeah, that's good, good stuff. Um, this is where I pass it back to Tay and we do some homework. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so Tay, do you want to start us off? Yeah, I'll go super quick. So thank you so much, Ray. Um, We appreciate all your knowledge you've given on the show today. And we are going to go into homework right now. So what that looks like is for our listeners, we want to hold you accountable. We want you to put into action what you heard today on the show and move that needle forward within your business. So we're about to give you three to four pieces of homework, and that's a lot to do within one week. So we do ask to please only choose one and choose the one that's really been on your plate. Like it's something that you know you need to do that really spoke to you today and get that done this week before next show. So marketing homework, I want you guys to go to um, Ray's website, get cleaning clicks and take a look at that marketing wheel we talked about. And when looking at that wheel, I want you to find out where you are right now in marketing. Where are you currently in your marketing plan? What does that look like? And what does the business look like surrounding that plan? So how are we supporting that plan through the business? And what does that specific plan look like? Are you ready to grow? Do you need to develop more systems within the business to help yourself grow and help the business grow? You know, take a look and really, really granular with it. Find out where you are and find out where you want to go. Because that's like we talked about a lot today. You can't, you cannot begin to grow that business until you know where you are right now. 
Beautiful. And your systems homework is to check out Data Axel. I think it's actually an incredible, powerful database tool. Um, so I put it in the private group. Make sure you check that one out, please. Okay. And your people homework. Now, I've never done this before, but I'm going to say reach out to Ray if you need help with your marketing. Um, and I, you know, and people, that's not typically what I'm doing is uh, having you, um, I'm doing a referral. But one thing that I'll say about Ray is he's really, really transparent. And I think that's why we get along so well is that, I mean, he said it several times in this show is if you're not, if you're not ready for him or, you know, whether it be um, because of systems or whatever, he's going to tell you and he's going to, he's, gonna guide you on where you should go um but i love love that you're always up front i see you helping people in the groups and you know you're not you're not getting anything out of it um no, other than goodwill. You know what i am karma points that's that's yeah. the i do this right what we put out there is what we back so yeah i want everybody to be full in the story yep Yep. So I kind of put it under people because Ray's good people. He's <laughs> transparent. And uh, yeah, I think if you're needing help, at least the nice thing about checking into someone's business is it's just an option. And uh, so check out that option. Different perspective too sometimes. Yeah. 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 Uh, Ray, you have any homework for them? Hmm. If I were to give somebody some homework, it really, it's hard to do because there's so many businesses at different stages. But the one thing that I want you to take away from all this really isn't the marketing component. It's the customer component. Hmm. Because when you can retain those customers, your marketing is less expensive, right? Um, get to know your customer. How, how, what can you implement in your business today that will make that customer think better of you and remind them of you? Yep. Mm. We, uh, the cleaning industry last I heard was a four, uh, four percentage point attrition. Um, we, in our stats, we shot for a 2.8 or less. But uh, so if you, in addendum to what you said, know your attrition rate. Mm. Yeah, that's very true, too. Um, if you're churning through customers, you know there's a problem. A lot of people don't even know what attrition rate is. So I'm sure uh, your viewers are a little bit more educated than a lot of others out there. But I talk to people and they're like, what's attrition? I'm like, the lifeblood of your company. <laughs> like, that's that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you may not even know you have a problem. And uh, I can post that in our, our private group. That's great. Awesome. Well, if someone wants to kind of fulfill Martha's homework, Ray, and get a hold of you, what would be the best way for them to get into contact with you? Um, if you go to our website, getcleaningclicks.com, there's a schedule strategy session. A video of me will pop up with a little form on the side. You complete that form that tells me where you're at in your business and gives me a little bit of a heads up when we do meet, how, you know, what I can cultivate for you guys and what kind of direction I can put you in. 
That's great. Super. And then we always end our weekly shows with a quote. Can I go with a quote, Tay? Is that okay? <laughs> okay, great. Um, and I picked this one today from Mark Zuckerberg, uh, king of Facebook. And he says that people influence people. Nothing influences people more than a recommendation from a trusted friend. A trusted referral is the holy grail of advertising. And I think we could probably put marketing in there as well. So thank you so much, Ray, for joining us. It was really fun. Everybody have a great day out there. And keep thank fighting. you, guys. Oh, fight. <laughs> see you. Okay, nice to see everyone. Okay, bye. Club for Business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club for, as in the number four, business. Fight Club for Business.